frankly I'm in GTA Five. I don't. All I had in my head was Carlton. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get out of my head. I was like, hey, no, it's not Carlton. You got to do it. One last time for me, man. That'd be hilarious. I love fucking Carlton in GTA. Oh, I fucking love. Hey, I think that's a genius idea, man. Imagine like a rich suburbanite, university educated, prissy black guy dumped in the ghetto. It would be like Tomb Raider. Just you're completely out of your depth. You're like, I'm, I'm literally fucked. Like anything happens, I'm gonna get shanked. And then you slowly get tougher and tougher to you're like some fucking crazy gangbanger. Let's make it, then. Let's make it, man. That's it. That's the pitch, man. Get the pitch ready. Uh, episode 19 of the Nerdwood. Even smaller week this week. Jeez. People are dropping this, man. Yeah. Uh, um, who we got? <laughs> um, you have... Me, Nick, who works exclusively for the exclusive um, <laughs> podcast content, Nerd Word, exclusively. Ah, exclusively, exclusive. Exclusive. Um, and <laughs> got myself, Bailey. And I'm Rich Evans, and I was once forcibly kicked out of an all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, we've, we've gone full circle. Nerd mm. Word started with you and I in a room, uh, and, uh, and we're back to you and I in a room. It's the reboot. We've... Uh, <laughs> Turned out too many sequels, and now we have to reboot the franchise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Oh, God. Like, How's your weekend, Geek? Not, not much. I mean, other than reveling in the amount of shade throwing of a certain... Um, YouTube channel throwing shade <laughs> on a certain aspect of culture. Um, not a whole lot. Um, still playing a bit of Street Fighter. Still waiting for Capcom to release still new losing. characters. Nah, dude, man. Turning this franchise around. Um, <laughs> nah, just I'm I'm really dying for new characters in this thing. Like they're like, look, pre-order, like you know, pay, you know, buy the season pass. Look at all the silhouettes of all these potential new characters we have for you. And it's like, yeah. hey, Capcom, it's end of Jan. Where's the first one? Uh, no, so it must be the next character won't be till like end of Feb. Disappointment. Um, I've not just chatting out the same old games. Um, I was gonna pick up Yakuza, but then I realized it's coming out Yakuza really Zero. soon. Yes, Yakuza Zero, but it's coming out really soon to a bunch of other games I want to play, which in themselves are coming out, but um, close to the release date of a couple of games I want to play. So, like, I'm a bit of a bind. Okay. I'm not gonna have enough time to play through Yakuza Zero. In any kind of reasonable manner before Berserk Banner the Hawk comes out and that comes out late enough that I might even have enough time for that <laughs> before um, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out I'm really not looking forward to Horizon I think you should give it a chance it, it just did not grab me I think all. you should give it a chance I mean I I was down for it before they showed any more recent trailers for it with mm. all the kind of story hooks but I mean it's modern cavemen <laughs> versus Robot dinosaurs. I thought you would be totally down for that. It just doesn't appeal. Like from from what I've seen, like the gameplay wise, it just yeah. I just I I remember watching it on uh, E3. That was the first I'd seen of it. Yeah. 
I just remember watching it and I was just like, okay, I mean, it's, I don't know. It just it, it feels like it's just going to be one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I just like it, it's got that feeling of this is going to be a flop. It's not going to be any good to me. No, like, no, that's no, just no, no way, man. Like, like I said, someone. At first, I was kind of like, oh yes, at least it's a new IP, you know. Like that's cool, and kudos to them for you know sticking their neck out. But, but I like, I like, man. I like the idea of it, and I'm hoping it does all right because the the kind of the the future we face if a game like this fails, and these these games that they spend enough money where it's like too big to fail. Mm. So if this game fails, everyone's just like, yeah, you know, new IPs don't work. Yeah. Um, roll out whatever this popular game is. Fifty, like another Assassin's Creed, another this, down the other. Mm. Um, but ironically, we're actually going to talk about something similar to that later. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, not there's not been a whole lot. There is one thing I did, um, which I discovered, which was quite interesting. A small YouTuber whose name I have wildly forgotten. I think his surname is um, Lauvit. Okay. Um, he's basically like a a games developer who's kind of started his um, YouTube channel and he's just basically talking about um, about a series of things he talks about like some political stuff but he talks about just the processes of like you know how games come to be um, how some games fail if you want your games to work these are the things you have to do this is why you need to have your game play tested at every level and just talks about like you know things like when people say oh why can't games devs do this it's like this is why game devs can't do this this is right, the process okay. it has to go through so like it's just a bit of inside yeah, that's of nice. that's information nice. put in a very just nice pleasant simple way he's very he's very low budget but at mm. least that I don't know it makes it feel strangely genuine yeah, like he's not yeah, totally. there flashy trying to get like a million views he's got like I don't know maybe like 600 subscribers tops you know what I mean so he's, he he's really is quite like small YouTube, yeah. but he's, he's got some interesting stuff he, okay. he has some political stuff he's obviously got some leanings and maybe some biases but you know if you just look at his um, how the process works kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. pretty good okay okay um, as for myself I've actually done like a shit ton of nerdy geeky things oh yeah oh, God, yeah uh, first up got myself a nice new 4K television yes you did uh, HDR so yeah uh, that was uh, that was really nice to get um, to play Minecraft on it what this I'm not playing Minecraft on it <laughs> all this power <laughs> I must downgrade it um, what else um, I also got myself a brand new PC um, well not brand new it's second hand but it's, it, for me it's new uh-huh. um, and it's uh, it's pretty beefy uh, and I've been playing um just a, a ton of games. He said very kindly uh, allowed me uh, access to his Steam collection, so mm. automatically, you know, my game collection went up by like one thousand and something games. Um, so that was cool, and um, I've just been trying mods out on that because obviously I've got a pretty decent graphics card. Um, Brony mods, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, and also, um, I hooked up with Issei again and played Speaking some. <laughs> Played some GTA Five online, oh, uh, which was really good fun. Yeah. Was really, really good fun. Um, cool. So I'm going to be playing a load more of that. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, um, YouTube stuffs. Um, so uh, I think it was JB uh, into uh, introduced me to um, a channel uh, by a guy called Video Game Donkey. 
Video game donkey. 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 Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's good, man. That's fine. I sent you a link to some of it, but I don't think you watched it yet, so we'll watch it later. Cool. But it's um, it's it's, it's some top keck. Um, cool. And yeah, um, other than that, that's kind of my week in geek, really. Um, yeah, it's a quiet time. Yeah. Quieter times. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, um, should we move on to new releases? As always, very good. Good. Um, cool. Uh, Hitman Professional Complete Season 1. Uh, it's from out multi-format. Um, Robin was saying that he really enjoyed these, I think. but I... Yeah, I mean, I don't think the bad conception just it was one of the first games where, made, where people went kind of like, hmm, episodic mainstream title. Mm. Don't really <laughs> know what we're getting ourselves into. But no, I think People have enjoyed the core game, and obviously they support it with a decent amount of like content and updates. Obviously, it's episodic, so there's always going to be new content because yeah. it's the rest of the game. But I don't know. I still, it's weird. Episodic, the, the idea of a mainstream game going episodic puts me kind of at ease. Uh, not at ease. It uh, puts me kind of at unease. Yeah. Um, because ideally, this is what they want to do with Final Fantasy VII. Oh, is it? Final Fantasy VII, they, they're, they're trying to claim that Final Fantasy VII is such a big game that they can't roll it all out as one game. Oh, really? really? Would, they, would, they can't roll it out. It wouldn't work. They, they managed to roll it out on, on the PlayStation 1, but yep. they can't do that on a more powerful PlayStation no, 4. No, because there's, there's so much they have to do to oh, yeah. bring it up to uh, scratch that they're going to have to roll it out over a number of years. And I'm just like, <laughs> well... And then charge premium for each one. It, that's the problem. I mean, Hitman, I think, was what? Maybe fifteen pounds a chapter or something. How they did, it. and it was obviously it was all digital, so mm-hmm. that also made me quite kind of cynical because it's kind of like obviously they get all their the cut out of the middleman for the first year or whatever, and then they go okay now yeah. everyone else can kind of get it through normal means. So yeah. I'm a bit, yeah. but no, Hitman, Hitman, yeah, is doing well. So um, Forestry 2017 is coming out PlayStation <sighs> Four. Um, all these good titles I mean, yeah, spreading I mean, guns. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really need to say anything about that. Mm. Uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto. Uh, format, yeah. It's, it's a game. No. Um, it's a I, Naruto I, game. I couldn't. It's a Boruto game even. <laughs> I, after Naruto finished, I, I couldn't possibly I can't care less. So, about Naruto but anymore. it's, the thing is that the games, they're, they're always going to be the same thing. Like, Button Mashini, um, crazy super move cutscenes. Yeah. Um, and and the rest. shouting. Yeah, as, as always. Um, Sakura crying about something. No, she's like Mama Sakura now, so yeah. she got nothing to cry about now. <laughs> After Sasuke knocked her up, she fucking oh, enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World on 3DS. Yeah, really. And looks adorable. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, how much. Other than obviously, obviously, the inclusion of Pudgy makes it immediately different, but how much different is it from I'm not the, sure if the, the Wii U? much different at all, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, I genuinely love Yoshi games, so for me, like, I, you know, it, I don't currently own a 3DS, but, you know, if I had a 3DS, I would totally be buying that. Like, mm. yeah. That's... Maybe they'll put it for a Switch so they can oh, bolster their Switch um, lineup. <laughs> uh, 
No, that's just the switch thing. Ah, the click. I was like, what? I was like, is that some transition thing that you're? You didn't watch the video. Swing? You didn't watch the video. Did I you? did watch the video. I know, like now, obviously you said, but it's just it came so out of the blue. That I was just like, what? what the fuck it came so out of the blue. We're talking about the concert. I know, but it's just like thing. Oh god, I screwed it. Man. Um, they're stupid. Cool. Clicking. Uh, move on to news. <laughs> speeding through already oh, yeah. um, cool uh, so news catch up um, Deus Ex um, all their games have been placed on hiatus um, when you say all their games you mean all their I think like their main title like titles yeah yeah I don't I'm not it's kind of I'm not surprised it, it had very poor sales the last one so I thought it was actually okay I know they caught a bit of flack because of the whole like um, oh, what was it called? Like replicant lives, replicant lives matter, or some shit like that. Oh, hey, dude, <laughs> why? Why not? Why not? Why not? Really? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, only bloody tumblerized, bloody get bent out of shape about it. But um, I'm not surprised. I mean, the the last one not doing that well, or the the yeah, the last one maybe something doing that well. I don't think it was that bad. I thought it got decent reviews. I thought. It possibly did all right, and then see it get dropped in a bargain bin as fast as some games. Mm. You know, I'm looking at you, Last Guardian. Oh God, the price on that! <laughs> oh, straight into the bargain bin. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean they weren't churning out yearly, so it's not like yeah. Call of Duty fatigue. I just think it's one of those things where I think they're good. I think at this point, given you know the last one, what's the last one, Human. No, was the first one called Human Revolution? Uh, might, yeah, it might have been this one. Mankind Divided. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah, I think I think given the poor sales of it, and you know, it just didn't do that well. They're probably just going to go back to the drawing board. I would, I would imagine. But in that kind of situation, with the IP in that situation, they look at it and go, okay, this didn't sell well. What about you know what aspect of the game made it not sell well? Is is the question I have to ask? Like looking at it, the first one did well. First one got a lot of praise. Yeah. Um, when then, we say first one, are we talking? I'm obviously talking about the Human Revolution, the, f- yeah. the first of the the modern yeah. um, sexes. Um Got a decent amount of praise, um, even though it was a bit janky. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really have to change the formula up too much, um, just also give it a better story or give it a different story, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember what it came, I'm trying to think what else came out alongside it or when it came out date wise um, to see if anything just caused that to plummet because that's normally the case like you just accidentally release your game at the same time as something else the game bombs and you blame yeah, the man. game what did, what did Mankind I'm trying to remember it feels like it came out mm. August 23rd uh, so right around the time No Man's Sky came out did No Man's Sky kill Deus Ex that would be a tragedy <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a tragedy if No Man's Sky killed the SX because yeah. what a fraud that game was um, I don't know I think there's a bunch of games that came out that most we didn't do that well um, Mirror's Edge 2 uh, yeah but they were lazy you... with that game man no I thought they I thought they, they tried but they were super open lazy world, with that game parkour nah, 
Um, yeah, I think I think they're they're going to go back and reinvent it, and we'll we'll probably see a new Deus Ex of some sort with a different storyline, characters, and stuff. Maybe in you know four years' time or something. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough having games these days because <laughs> just in terms of sheer development time of stuff, mm. the sheer money behind it, it's a shame because it just forces people to play it safe. Like, they're not going to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, we're going to do something no other game's doing. We're going to do some crazy out-of-the-box stuff. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, okay, what is the game that's making money and how can I make my IP be as close to theirs about catching a lawsuit as one that is currently making money? Yeah. And then you get the Call of Duty effect where every game is this kind of persuader clone of Call of Duty because Call of Duty did a billion dollars yeah. out of the blue. Initially, obviously, now everyone expects to make it do a billion dollars, whatever. Um, that's the only thing I'm a bit worried about. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, mm. Moving on to the next thing. Um, next bit of news is uh, Super Mario Run has hit 78 million downloads on the App Store. See, the thing is this. That, that almost feels like... When I, when I hear that number... I mean, cynical me, but when I when I hear that number, when I see that number. Well, I don't think. I mean, it, it's not the full game, is it? It's not. That's the thing. It's not yeah. seventy-eight million sales. Yeah, it's people like downloading any. The, I think it's three levels you get to begin yeah. with. And people are salty as fuck. Like, oh, is expecting this to be a like free game? And it's just like, come on, people. Nah, man, you can't expect it for free. But we don't want free. I mean, it's still you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still like so a lot of downloads, but staggering it, amount of downloads. But at the same time, it's staggering amount of downloads compared to what Candy Crush. Like, <laughs> there's the amount of people that have a device that can like take that game mm. is in the how many hundreds of millions yeah. of people that have a smartphone or smart device. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're doubling down on it, obviously. <laughs> Um, as we as we go on, yeah, as we I go on to the next one, because yeah, Animal Animal Crossing uh, Mobile pushed back to next fiscal year. So yeah, that next fiscal year, mm. yeah, that just means that they're not releasing now; they're going to release it after. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense because they're mostly banking on it, making some money to make to shore up their Switch money. Oh God! But to be fair if they made that Animal Crossing I'm not saying this because it makes Nintendo look like scumbags but if they made Animal Crossing like a freemium game yeah. with like in-app purchases and all that kind of stuff like because Animal the na- I mean I'm not a fan of Animal Crossing but the nature of Animal Crossing where like you uh, I must be an expert sort of fraud not knowing much about this game but where like you're in a community you can gather resources you trade with people to get certain resources to get certain things if they're like hey no you run out of resources hey, why don't you buy some in-game whatever to get yourself some of these resources a bit faster buy some bells or whatever it is it's they bells. Is bells yeah yeah Damn. bells is the currency in uh, Animal Tender. Crossing but that's um, the thing how much if they're like the game's free but hey you know there's a timeout <laughs> and bells yeah how much money would they make give me my bells um, <laughs> I need my bells yeah <laughs> my bells <laughs> um, cool uh, moving on um Skate Four um, is looking like it's going to happen. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie, like the Skate Four games, I never got into as, because I mean I used to love the Tony Hawk's games up until a point, <laughs> up until a point. Um, everything awesome. up until Tony Hawk's Four, right, is fantastic. Tony Hawk's Underground is where you know it starts just 
really going downhill with the whole jackass crew being in it and all that sort of uh, they're, they're trying to bullshit popular, popular thing um, I, actually 4 is probably my favourite yeah. uh, I know a lot of people like 3 and 2 but like 4 is probably my favourite Tony Hawk's um, so I never really got into the skate games but I'm, I know that a lot of people um, do really like them for, yeah yeah, for I'm surprised because um, EA yeah. is literally the devil yeah, well, some people so, yeah. and somehow they've uh, yeah, convince people, but I don't know. I, I, I just seems odd to me as well that like, what know. happened to Tony Hawk's man? Like, dude, man, it's franchise fatigue. Oh god, it's franchise. What like, what do you do when you've released that many games? Yeah, and then if you hand that game to you, outsource it to <laughs> nobodies, and it, they turn it into trash, yeah. and then you basically retire the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> like, what can you do? So, I don't know. I mean. I'm surprised that people still buff about alternative sports that aren't some whole newly invented alternative sport that has, you know, some kind of... What what new alternative sports are there, Nick? I don't know. The Alex Ireton. Well, hello board. there, fellow kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I endorse Ireton's um, extreme longboarding. If you had That's this. skateboarding. No, it's not. That's longboarding. still skateboarding. Longboarding, man. It's extreme. It's faster and more dangerous <laughs> and edgier. Okay. To the extreme. Is he doing the wiggly wiggly yeah, as he goes yeah. down? Yeah. <laughs> Triple X style. Um, okay. Um, anything to say on Skate 4 or is it just not your not your gig? It's not my gig, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm surprised that after that last time Hulk's game crashed and burned, they're either doing one or two <laughs> things. They're either saying, well, it's a great opportunity for us to <laughs> conquer this else. market. Exactly. <laughs> we, We've, Here's we've, your alternative. We're running this market now. <laughs> they just wheel a battered and bruised Tony Hawk yeah, exactly. on his own skateboard in front of you. Just like, get out of here. <laughs> but, um, or they're just like, no, fuck it, whatever. They're just, just, just release it. So, we'll see. I mean, yeah. it, it can't be worse. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Very little can be worse it, than the last Tony Hawk's game. Um, cool. Uh, move on to the next thing then. Mm. Uh, we are flying through this. this is, I think this is going to be a nerd word mini yeah. tonight. I think. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Sega soundtracks. Um, I've hit Spotify. There's a ton of them. Um, that's really really cool. I mean, we were in the office yesterday. Mm. Um, you weren't here yesterday, were you? Of course, I was here. Was you? Okay. Most important well, day of the week. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we had the Outrun soundtrack on, which is really cool. Mm. Um, this morning, um, just to piss. Uh, one of the guys off here who had a hangover yeah. um, I decided to put the Jet Set radio Jet Set radio oh shit I'll listen Jet Set radio which is not a good one for a hangover I don't uh, know. that's his problem it's quite frenetic um, like but yeah it. I just really, really enjoyed it it's a really great soundtrack actually I, I, yeah just already like one just already two not so good no no no, no not no, so good no this was the original um, but I mean how much stuff they're covering like obviously like Going from Outrun, I just you say Outrun actually. When you yeah. say Outrun, do you mean the the new Outrun or do you mean the classic Outrun? Classic. How much classic I, I think stuff? It's classic, is on there? yeah. I think there's some classic stuff on there. Because they got like, I mean, Streets of Rage stuff. I think because it's one you could already get Streets of Rage stuff or like some kind of remix stuff. You can get remix stuff for that. I know Spotify. that. Spotify anyway. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that's pretty cool. But I'm just wondering. Who, who's next to kind of jump in the battle? Is like, yeah. I'm just going to release all the Street Fighter tracks? Um, I think admittedly there's some amazing arrangers of Street Fighter 2 um, stage musics. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I mean, I can open up Spotify and tell you what's on there if you want. Some amazing arrangers of, I think there's a really amazing, like, heavy sax version of Saga stage music. Oh, really? 
it's amazing. I've been trying to find that exact variant of it, <laughs> that exact arrangement of it, and it's hard to find. Okay. But so. first strike, it yeah, yeah, first strike. Um, Street Fighter Three first strike, amazing soundtrack. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. I mean, okay. So here's a list of some of them. So you got uh, Virtual Fight Five. Oh my goodness! Uh, what have they listed the tracks for Virtual Fight Five as? Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, this is the Virtual Fight Five official soundtrack. So beginning eleven, beginning El Blaze, Selector. Akira, Pi, yeah, Beginning names. El Blaze. Oh my god, that's the best track ever. Beginning it's, El Blaze? Well, Beginning El Blaze is like me and my brother's meme. They're that's that the one. Dude, man. Does this get you hype? This gets me fucking hype. This was like my introduction to VFI on PS3 when PS3 was like fucking the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> I was like, hell yes. Okay, well, there you go. Now you can listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, uh, so yeah, there's some really good soundtracks on there. So yeah, people should go check those out. And, oh, yeah, uh, and then, you know, you might end up listening to El Blaze. Yeah, man. And getting hyped like Nick. Um, that's the end of the news, man. Like, there's fucking nothing going on at the minute. Like, there isn't a whole lot. Um, I'm trying to think there's anything. No, I'm trying to think of something <laughs> like politically saucy, but there's nothing politically saucy. No, there's in, just in nothing gaming. going on, dude. Not in gaming, but, you know, oh, well, elsewhere. Shit times politics everywhere, but like, I'm quite sure. This other thing is going to annoy me that there's a lot of people that are going to try and bleed in current political climate into games. Like comics are doing it. Yeah, as so. much as possible. I'm, just waiting, I'm hoping gaming. Hell Hydra. Fuck <laughs> me, that was so bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but I'm hoping they, they don't. Because it's so yeah. tired. We'll see what happens, um, man. Art imitates life. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, it's the end of the news. Uh, flying through this. Uh, let's move on to feature discussion. Uh, so, I want to kind of think about best example of um, a game series reinventing itself. Um, you know, we're always getting reinventions of series and, you know, and new ways of doing things uh, I don't um, know if you it depends what you mean by reinvent so like do you mean in the sense that it transitioned from like one genre to another because I can think of tons uh, of games that have well, done that very not, well not so much even that just I mean well whatever really but I mean mm. so I mean for an example of mine one I thought of that I, I think is probably my favourite transition is Prince of Persia alright so going from Prince of Persia mm. you know this side-scrolling thing mm. to Sands of Time you know introducing this wonderful time travel mechanic yeah. uh, into a really really fun to play game um, for me like that's such, it was such a good um, switch um, I just <laughs> not that kind of switch no. um, but yeah I think um, I mean I remember playing Sands of Time for the first time and like, all the reviews were crazy for it when it came out like uh, you know I, I played it on Xbox first mm. original Xbox Um and I remember just like the first time, sort of like I used the dagger to, you know, and then to yeah. go back in time after I'd made a mistake. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going backwards in time. <laughs> yeah, I, I just fucking love that. You know, Doc Brown turns up, gotta do something about your kids. Oh God. It's your kids, Marley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? All right. This is the issue. This game's been much really spoken about to death. Okay. 
on the exclusively exclusive podcast, um, Nerdbird. <laughs> but I have to say, going from the 2D Mario series to Mario 64, because right. you've never... Mario's always been a somewhat linear reception. Super Mario World, I guess, was trying to... Not open world, but obviously try to give you like, branches. Mm. But going from... 2D Mario, to not just 3D Mario, they could have made 3D Mario the same way they did the quote-unquote new Super Mario Brothers, where it's delusional 3D, but with none of the actual freedom. Yeah. To yeah. not only it being totally 3D, but it being like an actual open world. Like, you know, you play old Super Mario Brothers and you just know, okay, I need to get from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. To, you know, you jump through the painting for the first time, which is amazing in itself, and you just dumped in this world and shit's happening around there's fucking a giant chain chomp going nuts here there's <laughs> goombas just randering around there's like a big tall tower you spot a kind of weird thing on top of it you're like what's that and just the idea that you can just explore this world with no there's no immediate objective but as you're doing things immediately like okay shit I collected a bunch of coins and now it's giving me a star fuck okay that, I guess that was one objective I got to the top of this thing now I'm fighting a boss shit that's another objective okay what else do I need to do in this world like you, you keep finding new new objectives in this world without it ever really explicitly telling you yeah yeah, that you need to do all you know is that there's X number of stars available in this world yeah. um, that's what you kind of blew my mind because even now I don't think there's many Mario games that have gone back to that and I've said this before um so that I think is an amazing transition. Yeah. Um, not just in terms of the technology, but just in terms of even having that as a concept. Because I can't even think of many games that early on. Yeah, sure. Um, that pulled off what Mario sixty four did. That's yeah. why I think it's still kind of fairly fond game in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was trying to ever think of any others, and um, I like to say like the Prince of Persia one was just the one that really stuck out in my mind as. You know, a lot of people like you know wouldn't have played original Prince of Persia's and stuff, and mm. I think yeah, I just to, to take it into a three D world again, and mm. you know, and, and and translate you know those puzzles sort of yeah into the three D sort of space. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really really good sort of mm. reimagining right. of a series. I think another one. The problem is, that is there's a, there's a kind of common theme, and I think that the theme normally goes that. You know what technology allowed the the game to be initially, and then mm. what future technology allowed it to become later down the line. So, for example, Duke Nukem 3D. Duke Nukem started off as a kind of almost like a Commander Keen esque um, side scrolling platform shooter. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't you know it wasn't particularly saucy, I guess. Like at least not in game. Obviously, mostly outside materials that kind of reference stuff. But to go from that to Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. You know, this very kind of like crazy over the top parody of like modern sh- of shooters general, um, and pop culture movies, all that kind of stuff. Um, all at once, you're like shit. Like if someone has shown you goes like this is what Duke Nukem started off as mm-hmm. and this is what it turned into just because and it wasn't even three D, it was back in the like kind of Wolfenstein esque <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, air yeah. quotes three D. <laughs> um and that I think was an amazing jump and that's also again which maybe had a humongous fall from grace but it's still again like when it made that jump people were like holy shit this is like this is the new Duke Nukem this ain't your you know granddaddy's Duke Nukem um, <laughs> kind of thing so that's another one I'm just trying to think of this there must be more that just the the technology just made took 
leaps and bounds and created a new concept within an established franchise without changing the genre, even though I suppose you can argue that the Duke Nukem genre changed, so that isn't the same as yeah. Prince Persia genre didn't change to be Prince Persia. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot that can be changed by technology, but I mean, can you think of any more modern ones? I mean, because like, I mean, if we if we look at something like you know we we don't know what's going to be like yet, but you know, God of War is going to mm. be coming out, and that's a reinvention of a franchise. How about Tomb Raider stuff like that? You know, um, I mean, that's... Tomb Raider. I think the thing, the reason why I can't say God of War, Tomb Raider is that at their heart, they are still the same. What changes massively is the narrative. So the technology isn't even enabling them to do anything different within the genre. Like mm. think about GTA. Two, yeah, to GTA Three, yeah, same kind of thing. Where like that's a technology thing. Like, that's a technology yeah. thing, but it the, what it allowed, yeah, you know what it allowed, and with the extra, with CD technology, just having the radio chat shows added life to the whole kind of world. Whereas I don't remember that from the original GTA. You had a radio which played tracks, but I don't remember it having like yeah. um, like DJs who kind of coloured the world with yeah, their comments and back then. well that's what I'm saying <laughs> but it's not just it getting a graphical upgrade it's yeah. it taking on this whole kind of new lease on life mm. the, the, the scope of what you could do yeah. and what they could present you um, I think it was a massive jump if I, I tell you uh, one that I do like and it's not so much um, a change in direction it's a change in how you played it physically mm. um, and a lot of people don't like it but I really do um the Phantom Hourglass on... Never played them. No? Did you not? No. I actually loved the way it played. Like, actually just using a stylus to control Link and mm. move him around. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really intuitive, really simple. Mm. You know, it was a Zelda game and everything like that, but it was just like, here's a new way to play this game. You know, like, and, they, you know, Nintendo, you know, were doing their usual let's experiment with, you know, different types of controls and stuff. But that was one for them that, for me, like, really paid off. I, I enjoyed Playing both of those games actually because it was uh, Spirit Tracks as well. Though. Oh yeah, yeah no, I remember that. Um, um, I'm just trying to think if there's any games that on that kind of level. Even then, like I said, I think I, I keep running into the same theme. Just technology changed the the, the scope of the game. Um, I mean, the the Sonic games, <laughs> and I'll say I'll preface it by saying the good. 3D Sonic games <laughs> as few as they are but going from 2D Sonic where you I think it's similar to the N64 uh, Mario 64 example I think yeah. going from like the 2D Sonic to uh, Sonic Adventure where you had hub worlds the idea that Sonic is in because before Mobius is just this weird like planet which is essentially a collection of weird colours and shapes and occasionally some kind of abstract stuff you can say okay that seems kind of man-made mm. to Sonic is actually in a city that has like New York style taxis and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, actually exploring around the massive shift into it having a narrative. Like Sonic games have that kind of weird pseudo narrative where it was like Dr. Robot is a bad guy and he's doing bad guy stuff and you fight him at the end of every level and he keeps getting bigger and bigger and then you fight Panola Robotnik. To him actually having a, a goal, like I'm trying to awaken this thing to use as a power source. Or I'm using, I'm doing this with the chaos emeralds without having to read an instruction manual. I think, <laughs> you know, game the technology allowing games to actually have narratives as kind of ham-fisted or as hackneyed as they are, um, that adds a layer because suddenly, like Sonic had a voice, um, 
suddenly you had actual interactions between the hero and the villain yeah. that weren't just weird kind of like moving of hands and whatever. No, yeah, I mean, um, um, what got me thinking about this topic of you know reinvention within games and you know when it's done well is you know mm. like I said you've got God of War coming out that's very much changing its tone and you've also um, got Breath of the from... Wild as well coming out which is you know for a Zelda game looks like it's going to play you know yeah I mean they've got, they've got clever ideas in Breath of the Wild I like the fact that you have more interactivity with the world but it still it still feels like what Ocarina of Time could have been right. if they had the technology that's that's not to play down Breath of the Wild. I'm just saying, trying to say that, given the technology they have now, maybe they feel confident enough to give you that voices. <laughs> well, right, I'll, I'll get that, but that falls into my my narrative thing, kind yeah. of thing. Like maybe they feel now's the time for because once again, Zelda is one of those games that has. My Zelda's had Legend of Zelda games has had narratives. It's had characters who have spoken to you, and Link doesn't have a voice. Prince Zelda technically has had a voice, but she doesn't speak. No, no, I know that. I mean, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of spoken. But in terms of yeah, actual yeah. having But yeah, I think it's, I think that's more just sign of the times. Like, the emphasis on more narrative-driven games mm. has kind of pushed even old granddad Nintendo <laughs> into doing more narrative-driven games. But it's weird because there's Mario RPG games that have tons of, like, writing, sometimes, like, borderline adult but not in a dirty sense, writing mm. in some of those Super Mario RPG stuff, exploring like Princess Zelda's predicament and all these, not Princess Zelda, Princess Speech's predicament and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's about, you know, about bloody time. <laughs> um, not to derail things, but that turned into an argument in itself. Um, Princess Zelda's voice. Many people are disgruntled really? by her English voice. Why? They, they just they, 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 weren't, they, weren't, they weren't fans of her acting in that sense, but they preferred the more Japanese style like anime. Uh, anime. Uh, exactly. Uh, anime voice. Um, hey, man. They want a 10 out of 10 waifu. <laughs> um, cool. Anything else? I'm transitioning? Um, not that I can think of. No? Cool. No. I said a lot of it feels like because we're basically at the end of the nerd word at this point. Oh, well, look, I, can, I can bring up... Look, there's loads of topics I can bring up. No, it's fine. I I, I don't mind it being a shorter one because we do have to have some do short you? episodes. Uh, yeah. No, I don't mind. But like... Um, no, I've got to look. You know what I mean? I've always got to be in my bonnet about stuff, man. It's, I can launch a whole discussion <laughs> about one thing that's kind of grinding my current gears oh, if, you're God. In, if you're interested. Well, no, look. It's been grinding my gears for, for ages. Um, Is it Destiny? Na- I've been grinding Destiny. It's got nothing to do with my gears, though. Um, no, what troubles me, and I think I've spoken to you about this before, but what troubles me is, like, as we're, we're talking about, like, narrative, and we're talking about, like, it, like, it's evolution in gaming. Mm. Um, and obviously part of that, and you're saying about, like, God of War and stuff. What I worry about these days is, there's a push for diversity in games. <laughs> okay. Alright? Which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but what, troubles me about this push for diversity is that it's being pushed in such a is being pushed in a political way okay which people go well it's a political issue but what worries me is that because of the way it's being pushed it's going to lead to what i feel bland blandness basically it no one is looking at diversity the way it needs to be looked at which is the diversity of ideas yeah i need characters that just happen I need interesting characters that just happen to be X Mm. 
so that you're more interested in what they are about rather than what they are. They are. And but all people seem to care about is what they are. What they are. And that to me is just the different characters. And more than just what they are, once they are the thing that people say they want, then they feel like super precious about the character to the point where it's like, well, then that character doesn't really get to be anything more than just a token mm. of your identity because you're happy like if anything happens to them if they do anything negative you're they're so like um wrapped up in their own identity that they attach it to a character yeah and then anything happens to that character like that's an attack on me and i'm just like then all you're really asking for is there i say kind of mary sue's and gary stew's characters where nothing bad can happen to them everyone has to like them and, and that's the bottom line. Because when I think of diversity, I have to say, I have to allow this character to be anything. doesn't matter if they're black or if they're a certain sexuality or whatever. Anything. That character has to be as free as all the other characters. Mm. But it's getting to the point where it feels like diversity is a buzzword for no white people, basically. If you the less white people you have in your cast, the more quote unquote diverse your your cast is. Whereas I'm more interested in this character has this kind of background. Um, it's dark. It's this. It's that. And they have an arc. They resolve that in some way, or they don't. Maybe they they double down. They get worse. But that's that character. I don't care if that character is whatever. And then this next character does this, and this next character does that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm rambling on, no, but I mean, fine. when you I mean, like you yourself, because you obviously, you, you read books, you read things, you read a lot more books than <laughs> I, I do. I do read. I do read books. I am of the book persuasion. But, um, <laughs> but like, how do you feel, like, in, in gaming now? Yeah. I'm not used to this. Someone's asking me something on the network. Yes. I've turned the table, people. Oh, God. Okay. I've assumed direct control. But, <laughs> like, when you play a game. Yeah. Because this is what I worry. Maybe I'm just a cynical bitch. But, like, when I play a game. Well, I mean, you are. Oh, but... I am. But carry on. I am cynical. But when I play a game, or when I see a game coming out, I feel it's like an immediate red flag when they just like, and we've made the lead character black, and then that's it, kind of drop the mic. And I'm like, just roll my eyes. And I don't want to have to be like that way. Or we made our character female. Okay. Like we have our, our male our So what are you going to ask me? Because I'm neither of those two things. What I'm asking <laughs> you is, how do you see representation in games because obviously like the idea is that as a white guy you are heavily represented in gaming so the idea is that to correct that you have to become underrepresented and have kind of things but do you play a game and go oh yay the character is white just like me I mean for a good time or do you just look at the character for this I kind of led you in that kind of thing but I'm just saying that like how do you feel about the kind of modern push for diversity. So I'll give you like an example. Okay. Um, the expansion to the Uncharted game, which they showed at, um, was that E3? Yes. Um, no, no, sorry, at the PlayStation Experience. Yeah, okay. They, yeah, showed, yeah, yeah. Um, they showed like, okay, um, oh, this has, it has female lead, It has, and she has like a, a ethnic minority psychic. No, I think she's black. 
Um, I just looked at that like, yeah. Well, who's, kind of who's, like, well, who's the character? I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think it's the original character or it's a character within the universe. Like, I look at that and I just go, yeah. Kind of thing, because this problem I have with Kronko diversity is because they make such a big, because they make a deal of it, and that to me, like I say, is the flag. Always have to question the direction of the narrative that it's going to take. Yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, I haven't played, because I haven't played Uncharted, I don't know what those characters are really about. So yeah, I don't know I mean, how, I don't know what they have to explore. I don't know if. Well, one of them is, um, I think, possibly Hispanic, I'm not sure. Um, right. And she's, um, you know, she's knocked around with the main dude before. Mm. Um, they've had, like, you know, bit of a affair in the past sort of thing together um, mm, saucy but yeah I mean and then Nadine Ross is uh, in Uncharted 4 um, she's actually played by a white lady um, diversity as people her, as her actual uh, voice actress her, actual, her voice actress is uh, Laura Bailey it's um, a metaphor all black people are white inside yeah um, <laughs> who's actually a very good voice actress oh no I don't, um, I don't doubt it I don't doubt it but yeah um, well I mean look my, my thing is this so when I talk about diversity like I said, they because they make it political, they put that right at the forefront. Yeah. What it makes me feel is that okay, you're never really gonna see, and maybe this is the question for you, you're never okay. really gonna see a character the primary like, so like a, a female lead character in the game. I'm not talking about movies and stuff, because movies have evolved to the point where they they are very free to do a lot mm-hmm. more things in the game. Okay. But you're never gonna see uh, a female lead character or a minority character in a mainstream game where they have a fool or they have a, a really just a kind of messed up life so what I mean by that is and I kind of remember here but take Max Payne uh-huh. for example yeah would you see a Maxine Payne game where you have the first game has um female character suffers loss mm-hmm. um goes out for revenge that that game I can see very easy yeah, and it just has a very kind of like dark outlook at life. Like my life's messed up. I've lost my loved ones. Um, you know, the mobs after me. The police are after me. You know, I, I'm just gonna get. I, I'm just gonna get my friends regardless of who's after me, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They they resolve that, but they are essentially left hollow inside. Like you get to the second game, and they are essentially a shell of themselves. The the revenge didn't change anything about their life. Yeah, they, sure. they still suffer loss. They still have this burden on them. Um, they are kind of revived slightly by having a loved one that they kind of met in the previous game come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of sparks them back into life, only for that to be stripped away from them. So by the time you get to the third act, they are a complete shambles. They are um, popping pills. They are alcoholics. And I'm just like, I can never see them doing that because it's like, when you make a political, it's like, this character has to be a role model. We don't want to seem like we're dragging all women through the mud by having them have this for, having them have to behave a certain kind of way. Yeah, and you, I, you, yeah. well. Because the question is then, have you played a game that has a ethnic minority lead or a female lead I think would be possibly the harder one where they're just not essentially 
not I won't say Mary Sue. Mary Sue's unfair, but they're just not all just I don't know sunshines and lollipops. Basically, yeah, they, they have a rough life. I can imagine there's one or two games that have side characters who have deeper stories because those characters don't have to represent the player or represent yeah those are people. But um, no, I mean I definitely struggle to to think of one. I mean I always I mean I the new Tomb Raider games are, are very very good games, mm. but I always get incredibly frustrated just by the sheer amount of luck and um, <laughs> the sheer amount of things that she gets hit by, yeah. you know, and, 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 and it is entirely fine. Like it, it's, it goes, it goes beyond realism and into just the wrong side of silly to me. Um, I, well, and the same with Uncharted. Cause that I was going to say, cause I well. can, I can like, hear that, but yeah, Uncharted, that brings you for Uncharted. So I can't be too mad at Tomb Raider. I mean, Tomb Raider, I think we discussed this on the string floor with Jim dropping the, the the knowledge with the was it Ludo narrative dissidence yeah where um, in game Lara like player controlled Lara and narrative Lara are very different so like yeah. the the new Tomb Raider is actually a more of an example of a game where I'm like I enjoy this because they let a character be weak it doesn't matter that it's woman I'm not thinking oh Lara's a woman therefore it makes sense for her to be weak in this situation I'm looking at Lara through my own eyes going shit if I was a university student just on an expedition trip with my friends and you know some friends and family mm. our ship gets fucked in a crazy ass storm we get stranded um, on some island with like the video game equivalent of the Burmese army from the Rambo movie <laughs> who are just insane psychopaths yeah. and I'm swing, I'm hung upside down not knowing where my friends are and then I break free of that I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'll mostly get killed by a wolf like instantly <laughs> so like so I'm watching that going like shit I'm not thinking like oh Lara Croft the woman should be afraid I'm looking at this thinking fuck I'll be scared to death man I'll yeah. fucking I'll have, I've been killed just trying to get out of the rope thing so like that I thought was actually refreshing yeah yeah Um, and the hint that she went into kind of therapy or whatever afterwards in the reveal trailer for the Rise of the Tomb Raider game that came afterwards I don't know if how much that rang true in the final game yeah I was like shit I wish more games would at least attempt that it makes me feel like I'm playing a game that has a character as opposed to I'm playing a game that has a bloody cobble cutout that just has to do certain things mm. and I don't even just mean that for like female characters or whatever I mean characters in general but I'm just saying that I still can't think of another game or think of a game period um, where you have a character like a female character take a fall Mm. Or yeah, yeah. or go through not go through the ring, but it's just like they're not they don't have to be perfect because they're not representing anything other than themselves within the context of that yeah. world. I think I you know, I mean I think as an industry narrative and and lead characters has been, you know, saturated by male characters for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know. I'm not gonna know. And I think, I think there needs to be a grace period in which developers feel out what they can do. Yes. With, you know, with, you know, because yeah, like like I said, I mean, it's it's been quite male dominated for a while, and I think they're going to see what they can do, and as as more female lead characters um, are in games, I think the more you'll start to see it branching out. But I also think, I mean, going back to something you said earlier. Um, I think, you know, I, I do think some of the, you know, the, the the sort of crowing almost about like, um, 
oh, you know, our character is, you know, a a, a black lead, yeah. you know, sort of thing. I think some of that comes down to, you know, at, at the end of the day, the gaming press is quite liberal. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's very liberal, in fact. Um, and, you know, without sounding cynical, some, some of these... Oh. People are, you know, be afraid to be cynical around me. Are, are shouting about this because you know they know they're going to get coverage, mm. and that's that can only be good for for their game. You know, like in, regardless, even if it's bad coverage, you know, yeah. all publicity is good publicity. Mm. Um, so I think you know some of that, some of it boils down to that. But I, yeah, I do think, I think people are going to become more daring as this becomes more the norm, and they're going to start branching out, and then you will see the you know the flawed. You know, yeah, sort of female hero where you know, I would popping pills or whatever. I would hope. I mean, look, I'm not saying every character has to be like Max Payne, but I'm saying that what I fear is that the current, the current media, the current just Twitter firestorm you can get under every time when you have games that take four years to make that cost like tens to a hundred plus million dollars to make yeah. yeah more so than the movie industry who you know a movie can be big on a shoestring budget and it can it can be daring it can explore avenues we normally wouldn't expect yeah. from the mainstream yeah. and then it can play in that sense I think with gaming especially AAA gaming um, they're going to be very afraid to yeah. do yeah. this for the longest time and when you talk about grace period I wish there was a grace period a true grace period in which they can create characters, not without criticism. I'm not to say like no one's allowed to criticize character, but it gets to the point where literally the criticism is you made a female character look bad, or you made an uh, ethnic minority character look bad. When it's like, can you please explore the character within the context of the world? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I play a game and the black character within the context of that world is a scoundrel, is is a crook, is a thief, is a whatever. I'm not thinking the game company thinks that all black people are thieves. Uh, that means, you know, I mean, I, I haven't actually played it yet and I, and, I, and I enjoyed the second one, but what about Mafia 3? Mafia 3, I've not heard much about the narrative. I mean, they... Because they, that's a lead black character. That's a lead black character, but that game, um, they, they stood on eggshells. Like, the opening of that game is like, hey, look, we understand this game contains like um, our view of like racial tension within this time, but please understand that we're trying to explain this within the con- like they put a but that's big cool, fuck off I like disclaimer. That. You know, I, I mean, I like that. You know, it, it, some cinemas in the US. I remember someone telling me about. It, I can't remember who it was, but um, they still such like show cartoons before mm. um, a movie. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember. They were telling me that like a disclaimer comes up and says, you know, this look, yeah, this, look, yeah. this was made in like the twenties, like yeah, you know, just so you know, like there might be some stuff in this that you know is not relevant to our time, yeah, you know, but they haven't taken it out, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they leave it in there, mm. which I think is actually quite quite a good thing because mm. like you know if you go around deleting, you know, no, history, not by... erasing history, man, people yeah. need to learn from history, but I mean, like I said, it's. They have to be extremely careful. So I think, like, how far could they push the envelope if they didn't have to be thing? Because like, I'll give you an example, right? When I played um, Red Dead Redemption, brilliant yeah. game, yeah. right? You get to Mexico, and you are treated like garbage. Like 
you are docked by every single person you come across. And you can feel the kind of frustration on John Marston's like face to the point he breaks, like he cracks. It's like someone just has got him for one last time and he just pulls out his gun and shoots that guy. And it's like out almost not out of character, but you've been with the character for so long that mm-hmm. it's kinda of like he's never had like a violent outburst in anything. Yeah. But someone's pushed him to that point. I was thinking, fuck man, like I could feel it. Yeah. So but at the time I was thinking that they would never do that with a black character. They'll never have a black character in a fictional Wild West where they're going to the deep south and everyone's just like, oh here, here, here. what are you looking at, boy, blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And you're getting dogged because you're essentially a dog of the government and there's not much you can do. You're stuck in this predicament. Mm. And then you, you just lash out. And that could have consequences, but I would still be like, like shit, this you know, this is this is interesting because like this yeah. is a character doing this. This isn't me shooting someone who says something bad to me. This is the character going like, you know, I've had enough, I can't take this anymore. Sure. Kind of thing. And just little things like that. But I just feel like the way people nitpick things, like the John Marston character, people would find every opportunity to nitpick that thing just because his skin colour changed, kind of thing. She took John Marston and made him black. Mm. Yeah. And tweaked the things in the story to make things relevant. They were like, oh, how come his wife can't read? Saying black people can't read. It's like, like, not everyone in the fucking Wild West could read. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't look at her like, oh, his wife's dumb. They're trying to say women are dumb. No, because the next woman that rolls up is like a, some intelligent doctor who's just like, yeah, you know, I can do this. And that creates the kind of conflict like the wife's like, oh, you know, I guess she fancy her. She's like, look at this slick, like, see woman <laughs> who can read and shit. And he's like, no, 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 look, it's not all that. Look, I'm just doing this because fucking government and shit. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or she helped me out. I was fucking bleeding out or whatever. Um, if you change the races in that, I wouldn't look at the situation and go, oh, man, why are they trying to, why, why can't they do this? I just like, within the context, I've not seen anything that is untowards. Yeah, 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 sure. But no one ever wants to explore context in a narrative. Like, people will go to a fictional ass world and apply modern, exact to the minute modern day politics. Yeah. To that game, I'm just like, can people just, like, gaming and uh, movies and books are all meant to be like expressionism and escapism. And yet, they just go like, I have to apply up to the minute politics right now to this game. I'm not going to consider this world. And I know people go like, oh, but you can't allow context to allow developers to do this. I'm just like, there's no game I've ever played that I can think of, and maybe you, maybe you have an example, that is legit propaganda, where just like, these people are like this, and not even when it comes to, like, legit propaganda, yeah, where, without any other context, within that game, the game is just saying, these people are like this, or these people are like that, yeah. No, it can't be anything other than something we talked about in our first episode of the Nerdworth, which was someone had made mods like with racist stereotypes sort of thing. Um, But that's not made by a game. That's that's made made by no company would ever make that game because like when you spend millions of dollars making a game, the last thing you're going to do is do something that's going to wind you in a heap of shit, like something that's obviously like propaganda. Yeah. no, it does that. So that, to me, is, I think, is a shame because, sorry, um, to me, it's a shame because it doesn't really allow us to explore any kind of themes. And I think what people forget is that everyone has the freedom. Obviously, not everyone has the means, but everyone has the freedom to create characters they like, to create content they like. Yeah, you know, and 
more and more people are at least trying, yeah, through little ways. Like, no, who would have thought like a series of stuff on YouTube would become like hugely popular kind of thing? Like people just creating their own essentially series that YouTube becomes because TV yeah. in some regards. Yeah, no one ever really think that. So yeah. it can happen in gaming. Yeah, not maybe to the AAA standard, not yeah. that quick, but it, it can happen. Um, but the way people lean on AAA gaming to be this kind of like bastion of representation, I'm just like, you kind of, A, you're digging around the wrong place. AAA gaming is just out to make money. If making money and the safe bet is X, then you have to kind of explore why. And I think the, the core point I'm trying to get to about this representation thing is, and I've said this before to you, is that People go, why is it? Oh, why are there so many white characters and all this kind of stuff? And I just like, no one would ever go to Japan and say, why is there so many Japanese characters? Firstly. But secondly, the reason why there's all these white characters is you can do anything you want narratively mm. with a white guy, a straight white guy. Yeah. The enemy of modern day progressives. Anything. Yeah. So you're talking about like God of War. Yeah. And they're going to change. They're changing the tone. Yeah, yeah. They can change the tone now because they were free to make Kratos a stark, raving, mad lunatic. <laughs> yeah, and a complete psycho. He wasn't representing anyone other than himself. Yeah, as a warmongering, crazy soldier turned god. Yeah, and that works great for the story because the game needed you to be an angry guy who beats the shit out of people. <laughs> They weren't going to suddenly make him Shakespearean yeah. off the back of that. So that's why I say that the new God of War, it'd be interesting what they do, but I'm, I've got like a, like a, a countdown clock. Like when I, from when I start that game, I'm going to hit a clock, start <laughs> watch, and I'm going to be like, how long is he going to take for Kratos to turn into a complete psycho? Yeah. I'm, I'm counting down the minutes. I think it's going to be that kind of game. I'm counting down the minutes. I think they're going for Last of Us. Mixed I count down the minutes, man. I reckon it's a it's a ruse. I reckon that kid bites the dust, <laughs> and Kratos goes atomic ape shit. <laughs> yeah, like that you've no. never seen before. I think they're gonna go for the critical acclaim, Last of Us type dynamic between a uh, almost, an adult and a child. On know? one side, I almost don't want him to do that. Yeah. Because I miss Psychopath. Oh, yeah, no. Like, On the other side, the Wars, I'll be great. interested to see how they put off in terms of a, a game. Because, like, Last of Us works because as far... Not far-fetched, but as sci-fi as it is, you know, mm. a kind of sort of sci-fi kind of like virus to turn people into this, that, and the other, blah, 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 right? It has enough stuff to make it grounded enough that you can have that. And it was very... It pushed narrative more than it's not even a virus. Player. It's a fungus, fungus based on yeah. cordyceps, which is you know, yeah. a real, a real fungus. Yeah. So fungus zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, outside of that, it, it was grand enough that you can think like the, the the whole way it starts, you know, yeah. and then the way it continues is grounded enough that you go, okay, I can I can build that. You can build a relationship within that kind of narrative, and yeah. the game is paced in a way where it can do that. Yeah. And I think that's another thing when people look at diversity in characters and all this kind of stuff and all that. You have to allow... Certain genres are excellent at exploring characters. Like, if you want diversity of race and character and all that kind of stuff, yeah, you need to push the genres that can support that. So instead of moaning that Call of Duty has a, yet another white 
male lead, which is irrelevant. Because of course, you, you can play a character who dies and then you jump into the body of someone else. Yeah. Yeah, you could be anyone at any time. But push it in games where the game has enough time and pace to really explore character. RPGs, mm. yeah, are 40 hours long because they can take their time and explore what this character's about. And within that, then maybe you can push the boundaries of that. You can have Evan Monroe lead who has a phenomenal arc. They go through a whole bunch of things. Maybe they even address things that are happening in current climate. Yeah. You know, certain avenues of discrimination or certain avenues of um, treatment and all that kind of stuff. But don't don't push it on AAA gaming, which is just like, I just want to money mm. kind of thing. Yeah. But saying that, I never played GTA Five. Yeah. Yeah. So this has turned into a long bit for considering that we were like, you're about yeah. to pull, pull the plug. But hey, look, I don't mind. I can talk for hours. But I didn't play GTA Five. I don't want to talk too long. I want to eat. <laughs> no, right. But I'm trying, carry to, on. trying to save your show here. But, no. Oh, yeah. hey, look. Hey, oi. Hey, oh, hey. Hey. Um, I didn't play GTA Five. Link, is it Lincoln the black guy? Um, Did I get names wrong? I thought his name was Lincoln, but I'm fucking. No, sure begins with C. Can't remember it. Damn. I was playing it the other day as well. Jokes. Uh, You're gonna get on the old Google uh, there sake. to save this bit. So, Franklin in GTA Five. I didn't. All I had in my head was Carlton. I couldn't. Dude, I couldn't get out of my head. I was like, like hey, no, it's not Carlton. The dance. Hey, that would be hilarious. I love fucking <laughs> Carlton in GTA. Oh, I fucking love. Hey, I think that's a genius idea, man. Imagine like. A rich suburbanite, <laughs> university educated, prissy black guy dumped in the ghetto. It would be like Tim Raider. Just you're completely out of your depth. You're like, I'm, I'm literally fucked. Like anything can happen. To you, I'm gonna get shanked. And then you slowly get tougher and tougher till you're like some fucking crazy gangbanger. Let's make it. Nick. Let's make it, man. That's it. That's the pitch, man. Get the picture. But Franklin. Franklin in GTA Five. Yeah. Race side, his character, because I never played it. I yeah. had no interest in GTA 5. Yeah. His character. Now, obviously, we've had San Andreas. So the idea of like, uh, oh, yeah, what up, blah, 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 kind of like, yeah. black guy is not going to be lost on anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's not anything new. But how was his character played out in that game? Well, for starters, he's my favourite character to play. Okay. Um, he's by far the most interesting to me uh, because, like, he knows he's in the rut and he wants to get out of the rut and he's trying everything he can to get out of the rut. Mm. But he ends up, you know, meeting these other people and going down this this crime route, which is what he's, you know, trying to get away from sort yeah. of thing. You know, he's he's smart in mm. the game. Like, I mean, he's, you know, he has, there's another uh, black guy that's his best mate, which I think is called Lamar. Oh, okay. sure. Uh, and he's like your typical, like, sort of gangbanger sort of, yeah. you know, guy. But, you know, and he's, he's, he's a really dumb guy sort of thing and mm. keeps getting into trouble. Yeah. Um, and you know, you feel sort of like you know, you're reluctantly, you know, oh, I gotta help my friend out again. You know, this guy, you know, I gotta help him out. So he's like a more thuggish uh, Jesse Jeff <laughs> yeah. to, to your Fresh Prince. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, Franklin's a, a good character to play, and like I say, you know, if I'm ever doing like free roaming stuff in the mm. city, I yeah. always just switch to that character just because I enjoy playing that character. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he's. He's just lost his uh, this girl that he like loved basically because mm. she just she doesn't see a future with him sort of oh, thing, shit. and he's just trying to get his shit together shit. basically. All right, and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like immediately, so you've but this one like 
immediately you describe the character you didn't mention you didn't have to mention his race there's nothing really kind of like significant in terms yeah. of talking about him ethnically culturally yeah you just explain the plight of a character now yeah. that character could be white that character could be Indian that character could be Chinese but the way you describe them wouldn't make me go like oh that seems odd mm. yeah everything makes sense it's someone like you said someone in, someone in a bad situation trying to get better but ends up in a, down, going down a crazier path yeah. yeah that to me is great so this one's saying is that I wish that there was a grace period in which they could just explore the idea of scenarios for characters yeah Without it being about the race, ethnicity, uh, rate of ethnicity, race, sexuality, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I chat to my brother about like this really grinds my gears. I chat to my brother about this, and I hate kind of like people trying to get like a brand points for just attaching labels to right. characters. And this is gonna be the last controversial thing I'll I'll say, and you want to wrap this up, <laughs> is that. There's times where car- uh, companies do the utmost fucking lazy thing in my eyes. And they just right. come out, yeah, like it's some big grand thing, like, our character's gay. Like, that's somehow controversial in this day and age. And I kind of go, and, like, within the scope of a lot of these games, especially games that don't really have a whole lot of narrative within the game itself, mm. yeah, it's lazy. Like, for me, I love Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. It's the craziest action game, in my opinion. But if they came out and said, Rehobus is gay, I'd be like, yeah. There's him being gay, change how he slices and dices ninjas and cast <laughs> magic and shit. Yeah. And doing Zinja drops. He doesn't do anything. So when um, Blizzard with Overwatch were like, one of the cast is gay. We won't tell you who it is. And just kind of like, what are you fucking like Fox News like or is this like a, a news teaser thing and then they're like um, Tracer is gay and they have like a webcomic and I'm just like right <laughs> and like yeah. the, you played it I think the safest the safest character most probably ever right they could have said Winston's gay that would have been maybe not even controversial that would have been like oh okay I, that's I think, interesting I think for minorities you know, some are looking for representation, like they're not seeing themselves in media. And I think for them to see themselves, you know, being portrayed, you know, to see their, you know, their sexuality portrayed in a game, like, you know, it didn't used to happen. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, why you get things like, you know, you know, this announcement is like, you know, look, we're, we're trying to be inclusive of other, you know, other people sort of thing, you know, and, mm. you know, so, you know, Here's, you know, here's Tracer, okay, she's gay. You know, it might not be important to us guys mm. sat here, you know, but to somebody that's not seen their sexuality represented, you know, it, to them it might mean the word. It might, you know, it's almost a form of acceptance. Like, you know, oh, here's a really big character, you know, and Tracer was one of the main characters within mm. Overwatch, like in terms of like, you know, the marketing and all that sort of stuff. Mm. You know, to then be like, oh, that, you know, she's actually gay. You know, it reminded me of um, Dumbledore. But to me, it's the same thing. Because Dumbledore, Dumbledore being, is gay. Dumbledore being gay is like Rehobus being gay. He's not going to be... Like, no, it's not important. But it's not It's not supposed to be important to us. Right. It's supposed to be important to somebody that doesn't see their sexuality represented in a lot of stuff. And then they go, oh, cool. You know, that, that person that, you know... Because let's face it, you know, 
I mean, I, I read in the news today, there's just been, you know, tons of gay men finally pardoned that should have been pardoned years ago back when, you know, being gay was illegal. Right. You know, even today, like, they've just been pardoned. Mm. Like, in this day and age, right? Yeah, though. In, in the UK. In, in, the, in the courts. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, this, UK, this, yeah, this like, is today, man. Like, maybe like Saudi Arabia, maybe. You know, like, maybe so, in, maybe so, in Saudi Arabia, because fucking so is there, but... These things come with a history of poor representation. So, mm. so, so to then, you know... Yeah, you know, to us it doesn't it doesn't sort of matter. It's like, oh, oh, well, you know, Dumbledore is is gay. Okay, it didn't matter to me. He's a great character. Like, I enjoyed mm. reading, uh, you know, about his history and enjoyed him in the books and thought mm. he was a wonderful role model. But to somebody that is gay and goes, oh, okay, well, I'm fine. You know, my sexuality is finally being represented in somebody that is a positive influence. You know, mm. if you if you look back throughout the years, you know, you see like you know, you see. You know, very. I mean, I, me- I remember watching some films as part of my film studies course. You know, where like, you know, like homosexuality was not represented well. You know, it was meant to be not represented well because you weren't supposed to be that. You know, yeah, like, let's, like, let's get like, rid of all that. I feel like being harsh, but that's like I could say the same argument for like black people, and then over time, obviously that representation's changed. But I think what I'm trying to get to is that I understand that, but that in itself creates another layer of issues to me. Yeah. Because until there's so many gay people or so many, whatever group you want to file yourself into, yeah. that you can accept that one of those has to take an L, yeah, you get situations like, I think it was The Walking Dead. Take an L? I don't know. Lose. Lose. Oh, right. Okay. You know, just like, you know, you lose. Okay. Hold, hold that L. So right. Okay. Hood speak. Give me the knowledge. I'm from the North, man. Give me the knowledge. Um, but yeah, when you just have to just, you know, you, your character just has to suck for whatever reason. But it, you create situations like, I think it was either like The Walking Dead or one of those zombie apocalypse TV series where like one of the gay characters get killed yeah. and fucking all the Tumblr rights jumped on Tumblr and were like, they're erasing my identity because... Uh, that, uh, look, look, that's, that, that's a small minority of people that that's a have issues local with... Local ass minority. Yeah, but yeah, but usually like... The extreme people in society are the loudest people in society, mm. you know? Like, Maybe I'm not giving them a fair shake. But I'm just saying that, like, uh, it goes back to, like, conversation before, but, like, me, when I grew up, and maybe I'm being harsh, like, I understand your thing, so I'm not, I'm not being a complete, like, psycho where I'm just, like, not willing to understand your point. I understand yeah. the point that, yeah, there's some people who really are looking for that, anyway. And maybe I'm just not that. Because I remember growing up as a kid. Yeah, growing up as a kid, heroes were... Like, you know, you watch like Fun the Cash, you watch like He Man, you watch all that kind of stuff. Mm. None of these characters were black. But yeah. none of these characters, I didn't get the feeling like black people aren't represented because I wasn't watching it. Like, maybe the time's different, maybe my mind was different back then, but like, I wasn't watching it thinking like, I need to see a black person on screen for me to believe that a black person can be a hero, kind of thing. Yeah. It was always like the the idea of a hero was a concept, which is why you can watch Ninja Turtles and not even question it. It's just like, yeah, they're turtles and they're heroes. Uh, Bucky O'Hare is, is a rabbit who's green and is a hero, whatever. I wasn't thinking about whether they represented one thing or the other, yeah. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll give it a little advantage and say that maybe the extension of that is they were at least male, so I can say okay, well I'm a guy and they're a guy, so you know mm. we're, we're heroes. But like, so maybe that's the thing I wanted to kind of accept that but like, I just never looked at characters growing up going like oh man well, like, where, are the, where are the black people because I never really looked at TV and stuff for representation I was always surrounded yeah. by black people in, in my schools in my family in my social life whatever so I never really thought 
of that as an issue. And it's the same reason, like, I just some brother about this. Like, despite the fact that there's no black people, well, I say there's no, the number of black people in anime is far and few between. Yeah. But the amount of black people around the world, yeah, especially in the States, seems to represent kind of like the weeby side of the black black people in the world. But like that watch anime, despite the complete lack of um, black representation, like mm-hmm. there's there's few. But I think one thing I do like about anime that there's such, because there's so few actual black people in it, the, the black people they do put in it are genuine. They're not trying to be a, like a, a spokesperson for black people. Yeah. Yeah, okay. when a black person turns up in anime. Like Tosen in Bleach is not trying to be a spokesperson for uh, for black people. He's just he's just a black Shinigami. Um, most, most probably I think the only black Shinigami um, in Bleach who's just like, yeah, I, this is what I do. This is who I am. I'm blind. I had this kind of thing. Like they fresh out his character without ever having really to reference his race or yeah. even talk about the fact that he's literally the only black person in Soul Sight. Um, and even when it's completely devoid of black people like in Dragon Ball Z, black people just go like, yeah, like there's there's weird like adopted black people in anime. Yeah. Like Piccolo is an honorary black person in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he just is. But then, like I said, people just like badass characters. So like most black people I know love fucking Vegeta. Vegeta is just like, yeah, it's fuck it. Like that's who I want to be. Vegeta. Right, okay. Yeah. Cool the least black person in yeah. we'll see. You know what I mean? Um, so, but that's what I mean. Like, I, not strange, but like, I can't understand it, but like, I'm just hoping that we do, to sign this off, I hope we do get to a point where we can just honestly portray characters as characters and it doesn't matter what We will. It'll get to that point. Yeah. But it can't yet. Until, there's, until, until people are represented more and, you know, for the most part, in a positive light, it's not going to transcend to that other part where somebody takes the chance and then and, and someone goes, Oh, that was a really good idea that they did that with that character. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, once it's, you know, more established that, you know, people, are, you know, are going to use, you know, different characters of different, you know, diversities and everything. It, it can't, mm-hmm. it can't, it can't, it can't get to that point. But it will. I just wish once it's moved, once it's used more. I just wish that people would give because. I know we're going round, so I'm trying to make this uh, brief. But I wish people would give, especially triple, like, people look at, like, Ubisoft and EA and these people who are just like, these people would sell your mother's soul if it gave them an extra thousand dollars. They wouldn't give a fuck, really. Like, it sounds harsh. I think thousand dollars is is probably too much. Too much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you gave them an extra dime, they would (laughs) mostly throw your mother under the bus. But, like... They, they just want to make a, a product. So, obviously, they'll cash in on, on virtue, which is why I'm cynical when they, like, hold up a character and say, hey, we made this character thing, or hey, look, femship. And it's kind of like, fair enough, you should have had male-female kind of, like, selection thing. Maybe you didn't think that was an issue till you got to Mass Effect 2. Yeah. And then you realise, shit, actually, fuck, women do actually play this game, and maybe they want to play as themselves in a game where you can play a character that isn't an established character. So, fair enough. But I just wish they would give devs a bit of a break because it's going to take a dev who just goes in terms of getting it anytime soon without having miles and miles and miles of pandering ass characters it's going to take a dev who goes hey i made a character i made a character that's well written that's this ethnicity or this sexuality and this happens to them yeah what happens to them is a bit fucked up but you know what play the game to see how that gets resolved and people go oh you you're trying to say this no 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 
No, no, go fuck yourself. That time is like, going to come, but it's I, not I, I now. I pray for that time, but it just feels like... These things evolve, like the way that we tell stories characters. about people's... It evolves over time, and, you know, it, it will get to that point. Don't worry. I, I hope. I hope I can play a game where you get character like Finn in Force Awakens. Yeah. Where him being black, the only black person in the galaxy... No, I'm kidding. He's not. There's loads of like. There's loads of yeah. black people. Like where his race is not really part of his character. Like his character is interesting within that universe. Yeah. Like I'm more interested in his character than I'm in Ray because I feel Ray is already like God Empress. OP. God Empress of the galaxy. <laughs> right. Look. We yeah. Gotta, we gotta we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah. I need to eat. Um, Thank you for awesome. turning this into an hour and a half long nerd word. Yeah, well, look, I, look, man. I try. You are the saviour. Um, cool. Um, say goodbye. Exclusively goodbye. <laughs> and it's an exclusive goodbye from me. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Because it's just two of us. Yeah. Giggity. Um, just the two of us. Just the tip. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs>